Welcome to Locked On Cardinals, Alex Clancy. Bo Brock, follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow Bo at Bob Brack. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. We're going to talk some Cardinals Rams, and then Sosa Cremendous from Locked On Rams is going to join us in the second and third segments. We're going to do a little crossover talk, ask him about the receiving core, Jared Goff, and that vaunted L.A. Rams defense led by Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. You're going to talk all about talk all about that and more, but thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. The football season will be different, and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. Pepsi's the refreshing you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. Is Vance Joseph and the Arizona Cardinals defense in trouble when they look across the field and see Sean McVay and his wizardly offensive mind with all of those skill position players the L.A. Rams have. That's your Lockdown Cardinals lead story. I'm Alex Clancy with Bo Brock. Bo, listen, the Cardinals defense has been one of the biggest surprises of this season, especially after Chandler Jones going out. We've seen you know, a blip of emergence from Hassan Reddick. Devondre Campbell is has proven to be worth his weight in gold. Kind of, the Cardinals may have gotten a steal with him. Jordan Phillips, while healthy, showed glimpses, trading for Marcus Golden. He's been in the backfield. He's a terror at times in the backfield. And, you know, Isaiah Simmons and Buda Baker proved to be two of the bigger hitters the Cardinals have on the roster. But it still seems to be a gimmick defense because they don't have Chandler Jones, obviously. Patrick Peterson has taken a step back. And there's still some question marks surrounding if this Cardinals defense is good enough to keep high-powered offenses out of the end zone. What do you see from... Vance Joseph's perspective when he looks across the field and sees Sean McVay and his bevy of toys, his bevy of players, and the and his whole playbook that he util, he utilizes flawlessly. Yeah, I mean the playmakers are impressive. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, even Josh Reynolds to an extent. Tyler Higby had some flashes earlier this season. That stable of running backs, uh, pretty impressive. All of them averaging over four yards a carry. Um, but at the same token you got to look at who's the guy that's going to get him the ball. And Jared Goff has continued his struggles, especially recently. And also when you look at what the Arizona Cardinals have faced, they faced Cam Newton. They faced Russell Wilson twice. They faced Josh Allen. They faced Tua. Uh, all those guys, what do they have in common? They have the ability to move in and out of the pocket. They're mobile quarterbacks. They're dual threat guys. When the Arizona Cardinals have faced statuesque quarterbacks, Andy Dalton, Joe Flacco, uh, maybe even Teddy Bridgewater falls in that. Matthew Stafford, absolutely. Dwayne Haskins, Jimmy Garoppolo, they've had success as a defense because of what Vance Joseph offers from, you know, variating his variations of different uh, looks as far as blitz packages. I think that the Cardinals should be, they should be confident going up against Jared Goff. Now, if they are a little hesitant, if they're weary, you know, then I, I think that they're going to get into trouble. If they see that as, Jared Goff is somebody that can revert back to just his ways against the Arizona Cardinals in his career. As we'll mention, like later in this episode, he's six and one. And he, despite his struggles last season, he had a lot of success against the Arizona Cardinals. Um, so you, you've got to make Jared Goff uncomfortable because the, the proof is shown that if you do, he will make mistakes. You got to force some, you got to force some turnovers because you know that this defense is Rams defense 
is going to get theirs. They're going to eat. They're going to get at least one to two turnovers from the Cardinals offense. Same thing. The Cardinals have to be as opportunistic against this guy who will give you the opportunities to do so and jerk off despite having a plethora of playmakers. I'm just, oh man, 34 to seven last year in Arizona. 31-24. It's crazy. The the margin of victory the last couple of seasons is is embarrassing. It's, I mean, it's, it's the Cardinals look like a they look like a, a, a Sun Belt team against an SEC team. Yeah, it's 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 bonkers. I remember the thirty four nothing one in L A. So the whole thing is that if Jared Goff, as you mentioned, gets time, the Cardinals aren't going to win. Like it, it's as simple as that. He if he could pick apart a secondary, as you mentioned, I don't know when the tides will turn, but they need to turn at some point. The Cardinals need to beat the Rams. At some point, they need to beat them. And this isn't like a moral victory where if you lose by a field goal, it's okay. They need to beat the Rams. Either this game or in week, I think, what, week 17? Either week 16 or week 17, whenever they play them. They have to beat the Rams. Even if the Cardinals, like, it's not even about making the playoffs this year. That's a byproduct. But they have to beat the Rams just for moral purposes for confidence purposes moving forward because those guys aren't going anywhere Aaron Donald's under contract for several years Jalen Ramsey's under contract for several years Robert Woods Cooper Cup uh Jared Goff they're going to be there it's going to be the same pillars of that team and you think that defensive players aren't going to want to come and take a cheaper contract to play in LA and play with those two guys you're high I mean you've already seen Eric Weddle Clay Matthews they've signed guys that have wanted to play for lesser money to stay in the league and to play with those guys. So getting a win against the Rams is so much more important than beating any other team on the Ross on the on the schedule until they beat the Rams. Is that is that an overstatement? No, because you you expect to take care of business against the Giants. You t- you expect to take care of business against the Niners and the Eagles. The Rams is it's the remaining you know uh, measuring stick for the Arizona Cardinals this season because if you lose to him if you get swept you know as a team where could your confidence level possibly be if the you know the last the, the game against the Dolphins the game against the Seahawks the game against the Patriots the Rams you fell short like what team's gonna have a belief that they can beat anybody come a wild card round in the NFL playoffs if they get there if they can't beat playoff caliber teams if they have the, the only playoff caliber teams that they've beaten so far are the Bills because of a last-second miracle, the the Hail Murray, and the Seahawks, it took them forcing overtime and Russell Wilson making uh, a mistake and throwing the ball into the Isaiah Simmons' hands. Otherwise, you lose that game. You lose both those games. So the Arizona, this is huge for the Arizona Cardinals, especially since it's at home. You don't have to travel for it, and you get to uh, potentially take care of business. When, do something I mean, the Cardinals did a good job, Alex, earlier this season, changing the narrative of some things that we thought to be true for the Cardinals that weren't necessarily, like, they couldn't, you know, they weren't going to beat the Niners. It was going to be fun if they could compete. They beat the Niners, right? They they went 2-0. and it, it, was a, it was a great start. And then they kind of reverted back to the old ways. They dropped two games. And then they take care of business. They blow out the Cowboys on Monday Night Football. They didn't fall short against a lesser opponent. They took care of business. They thought, hey, they, they've got something going here. And then recently... They're in this slump, and they've got to get out of it, and they've got to get out of it against an opponent that, with Sean McVay as head coach, they've never beaten before. And they've got to do something as far as make some headway 
in changing that narrative. Because you're right. These guys are here to stay. Goff, Ramsey, uh, Donald, McVeigh are going to be in L.A. for a long time, and they're going to be a large monkey on your back unless you do something to get them off. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. Sosa Cremendous from Locked On Rams is going to join us next. We're going to tell you everything you need to look at, focus on, and watch ahead of Sunday's matchup when the L.A. Rams come into town to State Farm Stadium to play the Cardinals. That's coming up next. But first, it's time to talk about our friends at Built Go. Built Go makes you the best you at whatever you do. It allows you to break through your wall. What does that mean? Well, whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it with Go every day. It's easy to take in one and a half ounce packages. You put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever. Your golf bag to power through the back nine or put it in your pocket to get through the day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. Picture five-hour energy without that crash feeling or drinking one of those monster drinks with a third of the caffeine and better results. Three delicious flavors it comes in, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. So how does Built Go work so well? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm going to tell you. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast-absorbing, so it gets into my system fast. Plus, it's easy on my stomach. Very important. Built Go is loaded with good stuff to ignite my work. Beta alanine, B3 honey, and a kick of caffeine. Collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. So this stuff literally makes you look better. Visit BuiltGo.com. Use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. It's Thursday, so that means it's a crossover edition here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals, Sosa Cremendous from Locked On Rams, ahead of the Sunday matchup. A pivotal game for both teams, both coming off disappointing losses in Week 12, and there are so many questions surrounding both teams from different parts of their roster. Uh Coaching for the Cardinals, not so much for the Rams with Sean McVay at the helm there. So, so I'm going to start it off right away. When you saw the amount of money that Jared Goff was given with his contract extension, what was your first thoughts, and what are you thinking about that contract now? <laughs> uh, to begin, you know, my first thoughts were, oh, Lord, uh, because, you know, I was probably and still am probably to this day one of the more harsher critics, I guess you could say, when it comes to Jared Goff. Um, you know, I just look at his rookie season when when the Rams still had Jeff Fisher at head coach. Uh, you look at really how quickly he was able to turn around things uh, under Sean McVay, you know, who has a very quarterback-friendly scheme and, and makes things a lot easier for Jared Goff when it comes to really everything. You know, the running game has been a lot better under Sean McVay. Obviously, they run that outside zone-based running game, and then they're extending that through play action, making, you know, the passing game a lot simpler for Jared Goff, a lot of simplified concepts, uh, you know, moving him out of the pocket, getting him easier throws, not really letting him sit back there and kind of being a, you know, immobile statue, as we say, I guess, because he's not a very mobile quarterback, unlike your guys' uh, Kyler Murray. And so, you know, now looking at it, it, you know, coming off the last game, especially, there's a lot of recency bias. So I guess you could probably say that it doesn't feel so good looking at that contract extension right about now because the Rams are technically tied to Jared Goff for at least two to three more seasons before they can even think about getting rid of him. So, um, you know, they chose that route. They chose to get married to him, so to speak. Uh, that was Sean McVay's decision. 
you know, he could have easily moved on and just let Jared Goff play out his fifth year in this season and then chose to go his own route in terms of his quarterback. But they chose to sign the guy up and go long-term with him. And I can't disagree with the results so far. Now, you know, there is a part of me in the back of my mind that thinks I would love to see another quarterback in the system just to see, you know, how friendly of a system is Sean McVay's system when it comes to, you know, potentially giving a guy that's maybe a little bit less talented at that quarterback spot an easier route to production, uh, whether the Rams could have, you know, saved a lot of money in terms of the cap and then used 30 or so extra million dollars to surround a rookie quarterback or a younger quarterback or even a different veteran quarterback with more resources. Uh, but, you know, I, right now, I think the early returns are relatively solid. I think Jared Goff, as long as he's tied to Sean McVay, you know, these guys are going to win a lot of games together. I don't know if they're ever going to get back to the Super Bowl. It's a lot harder when your quarterback's making $34 million a year as opposed to in 2018 when he was making, you know, 7 or $8 million uh, in that season. But, you know, I think, you know, the results are speak for themselves so far. The Rams have been to the playoffs already multiple times under Sean McVay. Uh, and, you know, what was a down season in 2019? They still went nine and seven. So, uh, you know, I, I think the, the returns are solid right now. And I expect the Rams to continue being solid under Sean McVay so long as Jared Goff is there. Well, with all that being said, so, so is the Rams' success contingent on Jared Goff being successful on game day as far as winning games and losing games? I think it is to some degree. You know, uh, like I mentioned, I, I just look at Sean McVay. I think he's so underrated when it comes to just his appreciation, maybe not necessarily from, you know, big media. I, I think big media understands really what he's been able to do with the Rams. And, you know, he's broken records in terms of being the youngest head coach to ever go to a Super Bowl and things like that. Um, but then you look at his ability just to scheme offense and whether or not Jared Goff is as talented as the numbers suggest that he is, uh, you know, they've been able to field some very, very good offenses together. And, you know, that comes all under the tutelage of a guy like Sean McVay. And I think, you know, his ability to scheme up the run and then kind of stretch that and, and you know, marry the concepts between their running game and their passing game, it, it kind of just makes it all go. And, and you see a lot of things that, you know, Sean McVay helps simplify for the Rams in terms of they stack a lot of receivers, they play tight formations, they're letting these guys get easy rub routes and clean releases to get immediate separation, uh, making the job easier for the receivers coming off the line of scrimmage making the job easier for Jared Goff, you know, finding these guys because they have immediate separation. Uh, and really, he's the engine that makes it all go. I think that, you know, Sean McVay is helping him read defenses at the line of scrimmage, helping him audible into the right plays, uh, you know, do things like box counts, all that stuff. So uh, everything's always going to be contingent upon, you know, the quarterback's play. But I think so long as those two are together and Sean McVay is there, you know, I think Jared Goff is more often than not and far more often than not is going to be put in a position to succeed. Yeah, uh, Sosa K from Locked on Rams, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. Crossover Thursday ahead of the Rams-Cardinals matchup here at State Farm Stadium on Sunday for Week 13. Sosa, one of my favorite things to say on our podcast is Jared Goff will win because of Sean McVay. And it seems like at this point, Kyler Murray will win in spite of Cliff Kingsbury. So the coaching aspect there is so important. But, uh, and I'll let Bo ask the fun stuff about the defense next. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, in my opinion, are the most underrated duo in uh, of receivers in, in the sport. And namely, Robert Woods. All he does is be a target monster. He catches everything. He had injury concerns earlier in his career when he was with when he was with uh, Buffalo, but it seems to have subsided for the most part since he's gone to L.A. You watch him a lot closer than I do. 
is it scheme or is this dude a, could this dude be a beast in any sort of uh, of offensive scheme in the NFL? You know, I think that he and his skill set would probably translate to just about every scheme in the NFL. You look at uh, just how well-rounded of a player he is. I really don't think there's any weaknesses when it comes to his game. Now, he doesn't maybe have any elite part of his game either. He doesn't have, you know, any crazy highlight film or any uh, highlight tape that is just going to make your jaw drop. But this is a guy who's going to do absolutely everything that's asked of him. I mean, he's tough as hell as a blocker. He's willing to go across the middle of the field. Uh, He's got strong hands. He's a nifty route runner. He's physical at the catch point. He can pull down contested catches. He can create separation. He can go deep. He's got enough speed to do that. Uh, he can work all three parts of the field in short, intermediate, and long. Um, and he's just tough, man. He's tough. He's, you know, the Rams are not scared to kind of motion him close to the line uh, and use him as a pseudo fullback uh, and, and in situations like that. So you look at Robert Woods and really everything he's done since he's come to L.A., you know, originally he signed a contract that a lot of people were confused by, myself included. I was wondering why, you know, the Rams paid him so much money coming out of Buffalo. There wasn't a lot of production there. And all he did was impress to the point where, you know, they had to re-sign him again prior to this season. And now he's making a lot of money, and I think he's earned every penny. And, you know, you can, he continues to take his game to another level every time. Uh, and he's definitely a fan favorite just because of everything that he can do and everything that he's willing to do every time he's on the field. Let me ask you this. I mean, this in Alex mentioned, I'm going to talk about the defense here. The Rams' defense is uh, on brand as far as Los Angeles is concerned, and there's the star power, obviously. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and you look at the numbers, and I mean, you know, fourth as far as points against, second as far as yards surrendered. I mean, they're playing at a high level, and then you look at their schedule, and much like the Arizona Cardinals, they had some easy contests against some NFC East opponents. Do you believe in this defense? Is it good as the statistics tell us, or are they just taking advantage of maybe some down teams and then against maybe some uh, equal or superior opponents? Are they are they struggling? Are are they a real are they the real deal? I think they are the real deal. You know, I, I look back over the last few weeks, you know, they, they go against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week 12, I believe it was at this point, or week 11 um, on Monday Night Football. And they make Tom Brady look like the worst quarterback in a game with Jared Goff in it. Uh, and then the week prior to that, they go against arguably the most explosive offense in football against the Seattle Seahawks. And they just completely stifled them. I mean, you know, the Seahawks scored a touchdown on the first drive. And then couldn't score another touchdown all game. Russell Wilson was struggling back there. Um, you know, you look at obviously Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, the name players on that defensive side of the ball. Uh, but it's so many more contributors. And I think that's probably where, you know, the translation probably gets lost for a lot of people that aren't watching the Rams as consistently as, you know, a Rams fan might every single week or watching the tape even, I guess, is that you, you don't really realize how many players they have stepping up right now. You look at you know, cornerback Darius Williams, who is one of the best players at his position right now. He's deserving of a Pro Bowl, in my opinion. And he might be playing better than Jalen Ramsey, which is pretty crazy to say. You look at, you know, the safety position. The Rams have gotten so much play out of John Johnson, who's taking a step into that elite tier of safeties this season. Uh, You look at six-round rookie Jordan Fuller, who started right out of the gate and, you know, has three interceptions in his last two games. So there's a lot of performers on this defense. And I think you know, when you look at defensive coordinator Brandon Staley with his this being his first time as a defensive coordinator, uh, at least in the NFL, you know, he's scheming these guys into advantageous positions and he's extracting every ounce of talent on that defense. And I think when you pair him with the talent available to him on that defense, I think that, 
you know, this is definitely a, a unit that you have to take for real. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. Sosa Cremenjus from Locked on Rams. We're done with our questions. Sosa's up next, so stay tuned on the Locked on, Podca- Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to our final segment of this Locked On crossover special. I'm your host, Sosa Kermenges of Locked On Rams, and I'm joined by Alex Clancy and Bo Brock of Locked On Cardinals. And as you guys know, the Rams and Cardinals are facing off here in week 13. The Rams will be on the road, and both teams are coming off not pretty losses. So, uh, you know, that race for the NFC West is really tight here, and both teams are looking to kind of make a statement here. So expect a tough matchup between these two now. Los Angeles Rams head coach Sean McVay has not lost to the Cardinals yet in his career as a head coach with the Rams. He's 6-0, and uh, so that kind of puts a little bit more pressure, I think, on the Cardinals, particularly with their third-place ranking in the NFC West and with the 49ers kind of creeping up there in the fourth-place uh, spot because they technically aren't out of it either just yet. So, uh, you know, I look at the Cardinals team here, and it all starts with that quarterback, right? Kyler Murray, one of the MVP hopefuls and frontrunners at this point in the season. So, can you guys just kind of highlight some of the development that you've seen from Kyler Murray this season? Obviously, you know, he's an elite runner and and a very dangerous passer. And, you know, that's typically the case when you're the number one overall pick. But is there anything in particular that he's great at or anything that, you know, he might even lack at this point in time? Well, there's one thing that he's great at that uh, isn't on the field. And the leadership quality that he's shown over this season specifically, starting really in the offseason and through now, is something that wasn't necessarily expected. It's a bonus. Like he's he's a quiet dude. He's a listless guy. He's kind of he's kind of aloof. He's a quiet quiet dude. Loves to play video games. Likes to be alone. But what we've seen is a demonstrative leadership quality that I didn't necessarily expect from Kyler. At least not this early because he's never been that way. He's always been the best player on the field. He's always been able to lead by example. And now. He's actually leading from a quarterback perspective in the NFL from the traditional sense of the word, which is which is really nice to see. He's had ups and downs this year. You know, his numbers are staggering. He has 19 touchdowns. He's got another, you know, nine or ten, I think nine rushing touchdowns. His numbers are there, uh, but they haven't always equated to wins. Last year, Kyler was able to be a game manager, not have great numbers, but have the Cardinals still win, namely the game in New York where Chase Edmonds went nuts and had three touchdowns, I believe. This year, he's shown flashes of what we expected from him from, from the like the ceiling of this dude could be a perennial all-pro quarterback. He could be a pro bowler every year, MVP candidate, etc. But we've also seen these valleys where He's not showing the progression that we maybe thought he would show at this point. And I think a lot of that has to do, and this isn't a scapegoat, this is a reason. I think Cliff Kingsbury, the play calling, the game flow, things like that have kind of been a hindrance to Kyler Murray so far. Uh, But all in all, he's taken the leaps we wanted him to take. And Bo and I have talked about this. I think we're in agreement. If he doesn't, and he's not going to win MVP this year, the fact that he's not going to win MVP this year I think it's I think it's okay. I think it's a good thing. Look at the pressure that Lamar Jackson has on him. I think the natural progression of what Kyler Murray has done is exactly where he's supposed to be through however many games, 26 or 27 games. Yeah, and you know I'm going to stick on that offensive side of the ball here. Uh, I'd be remiss not to mention DeAndre Hopkins, the guy that the Cardinals traded for, you know, prior to this season starting, and 
he might be the best receiver in football. I think you you could absolutely make that case. Now there's a handful of guys that you know are just as good as each other up there. But uh, you know, from the outside looking in, what's the relationship kind of been like between Murray and Nuke? Uh, you know, obviously they're arguably the most potent quarterback and wide receiver duo in football. Uh, how have they kind of worked out together this season? They worked out well. I mean, I think that Alex and I still feel like there's more that can be done from that duo uh, and kind of take things up a notch. We've seen it work at a very high level game one. I mean, he sees 16 targets, catches 14 balls for 151 yards in the season opening win over the San Francisco 49ers, who are at that point were at full strength. It wasn't the, you know, the Niners team that's just been riddled by injuries. Uh, and then you've kind of just seen an up and down season between the two of them. And it's just, you're going to take your lumps. You're going to try to, you didn't have, you had this unique off season where you didn't get to work out together until I believe July when the, they kind of broke NFL um, protocol by getting together in Texas and, and working out for the first time together. So you're, you're going to have those growing pains together. And, and we saw it, you know, the last couple of weeks where, you know, DeAndre Hopkins combined has over hundred yards receiving, but you expect more because you know what the talent is from DeAndre Hopkins and you were kind of left against the New England Patriots wondering, is, is DeAndre Hopkins out there? Is number 10 out there? Why, why are we not force-feeding him the football? You know he can make plays against this defense and it just never got to it. Now, obviously, the, the Patriots were playing defense and you're always going to have that uh, where you've got a little push and you can't just do exactly what you want to do every each and every game. But you're still looking for that rapport to grow. I think that DeAndre Hopkins at his age, he negotiated his own contract. He's locked in and he's going to be an Arizona Cardinal for a long time. And we count our lucky stars each and every day for that. But you still find yourself longing for something else from this duo because you know what Kyler Murray can do as far as how talented he is as a passer. And then you know what's going on as far as Nook, as far as the pass catcher. But then you're looking at games where he's got 51 yards receiving. He's got three catches for 30 yards. And you, you just need to see more for them because you know what they're capable of. It's going to be really fascinating this Sunday, so so where it's going to be Jalen Ramsey, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, will Kyler Murray, will Cliff Kingsbury's scheme give us that matchup that we want and put it on full display? I hope so. I'd love to see who's going to win that one, come away with that victory. They did it in the AFC South. Let's see the NFC West version of this one. Oh, man, yeah, as a football fan, that is every football lover's dream. I'm really hoping we get that, too. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm going to go back to when you guys kind of mentioned Cliff Kingsbury there a minute ago. Uh, and I'm glad you did because, you know, uh, what has he kind of looked like in his second season now as the head coach in Arizona? So, you know, he's obviously turned the franchise and the performance around rather quickly. Um, does he, you know, is he the guy or is there kind of any doubt from, you know, fans in terms of whether he can lead the team moving forward? He's kind of in an interesting slash unfair slash unprecedented position where it's going to be his fault if they lose. Uh, it's not going to be Kyler Murray's fault because he's already you know set himself up for stardom in the future. It's Vance Joseph has been kind of the surprise this year. They've given up a lot of points in a couple games, uh, a couple they've won, a couple they've lost. Uh, Chandler Jones out for the year. They had COVID stuff. Booty Baker missed a game. Cliff Kingsbury... His, like the flashball, I go back to flashball memories a lot. Things that people remember, specific plays, but not what happened before, what happened after. There are a couple just huge missteps on his part in play calling, namely short yardage situations. I'm not talking about this past week with the fourth and goal from the one that they where they got stood up. They're, they're just, he gets cute sometimes when he doesn't have 
the carte blanche to get cute, like Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan do. Where it's like, you know what? We've been here before. We execute trick, uh, you know, these these silly trick plays with, you know, uh, massive efficiency. Cliff Kingsbury tries to do that, and it doesn't work. And the biggest issue with him, uh, he's done fine so far this year. It's like they've won so many games early that there's actual added pressure on him that there wasn't necessarily supposed to be this season, at least not in the middle of the season for them to win games. Um, But Cliff needs to figure out what his offensive scheme is going to look like. And that's the big thing that's been lacking. Every game looks different. Everything looks different. You don't have your calling cards if you're Cliff because you don't know what they are. And it seems like, and I've been saying this, and I don't know if Bo necessarily agrees with me at this point, but the Arizona Cardinals coaching room needs an adult. Needs an adult in the room. It's like having it's like having a restaurant and having two assistant managers, but not a general manager. The Cardinals have an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator. Head coach happens to be Cliff Kingsbury, but if something goes wrong with the defense, there's no way Cliff's going to walk into that room and be like, hey guys, you need to do this, because he doesn't know how to do it. So that's the glaring sore that isn't starting to fester yet, but it's starting to open up to a point where if the Cardinals don't you know, win a couple more games this year and at least get to 8-8, eight and eight, there's going to be a target on his back going into 2021 immediately. Wow, that's very interesting to hear for uh, from an outsider's perspective. Um, and, and talking about the defense, you know, like you just mentioned, Alex, uh, Vance Joseph is there. You kind of surprised uh, in a good way. But, um, but why don't you kind of tell me about, you know, how the defense kind of appears to be playing. So, you know, I look at the numbers and the numbers suggest that they are a much better pass defense than they are a run defense. And so, you know, that kind of plays into the Rams' hand a little bit. The Rams are typically known as a run first team a team that likes to establish the run and run the ball relatively often so uh how has the you know the defense looked in general is it uh you know is the run defense their weakness and kind of how has the pass rushing unit performed without their best player in Chandler Jones the pass rush has been fine it hasn't been consistent enough but that's what you would expect when you lose 19 sacks from the previous season and Chandler Jones at the biceps injury but uh, no, I mean, if, if you were to tell me that on Sunday that this was going to be a Rams team that was going to beat you on the ground, I think that you take you pick that poison. You don't want a guy, Jared Goff, who's six and one against the Cardinals. His only loss was when he was playing under Jeff Fisher under that in that rookie season where people were doubting him. Uh, he he got right in both the games last year, even in a struggled 2019 campaign for Goff. So you've already seen Goff beat you. You'd rather, you know, take the run game and see if, you know, Henderson can beat you on the ground or whoever it may be in this contest. The Cardinals rush defense, it's fine. We've seen against opponents where the quarterbacks are firing on all cylinders, you know, the Russell Wilsons of the world, that uh, they can really take advantage of some guys that might not have any business being starting cornerbacks in this league. And I'm talking about Drake Kirkpatrick. Uh, they've, they've got Jonathan Joseph, who saw some snaps against the Patriots, who was released by Tennessee earlier this season. Uh, it, it's somebody that they that can really be taken advantage of during an NFL game. And I wouldn't be surprised to see if the Rams do that. And if they do, it's just going to be the Cardinals fans smacking their head and saying, oh, here we go again. Um, no, I, I, I don't think that there's a big edge here as far as the rush defense versus the pass defense. Uh, you, you've got Buda Baker, who's been kind of quiet the last couple of weeks. We look for him to kind of step things back up like he did a couple of games ago in some primetime situations. Um, and Patrick Peterson, who's in a contract season, needs to step up, whether it's against Cooper Cup or whether it's against Robert Woods. 
uh, you know, to, to have a big game and shut one of those guys down like he's done with DK Metcalf. Um, it, it's it's just going to be interesting because it hasn't been consistent, but your schedule hasn't been consistent with the uh, the level of opponent that you faced. So you've kind of got that Jekyll Hyde scenario. It is going to be fascinating to see who shows up on Sunday. It is a home game, but I don't think that matters in this day and age, at least this season. You know, it, it's it's going to be tough. I, I They could get gashed on the ground. They could get gashed in the air, or they could have a solid performance. You just don't know with this defense. Uh, I mean, they got lit up in one half by the Seahawks, and then they shut the Seahawks offense down, and we know how potent they can be. Uh, so there's talent there. You know, it just depends on if they're going to show up on Sunday. That's all we got for you folks today. Thank you guys for tuning in on another crossover edition of the Locked On Rams and Locked On Cardinals podcast. Yeah, good stuff with Sosa Cremendous from Locked On Rams. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked On Cardinals. We will give our predictions key to success and hopefully guide the Cardinals to a victory tomorrow. Locked On Cardinals.